Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast. All the nerdy news you need to know. We are brought to you by, I'm not sure, but I have my Turvis Tumblr here and let me tell you what they are doing. They are doing something really awesome for the environment. Cool. I don't have the ad read, but I know they are all about sustainability and Jeff usually has a whole list of things they pulled out of the ocean. With that being said, <laughs> keeps my drink cold for 18 hours, I think, and hot for something like that as well. So also the, uh, they have new stainless lines I hear that are super, super great. Yeah. So check out Turvis Tumblers. Check it, it out. Looks so- I want one. I love that print. Like I'm so into, as you can tell, I'm so into print. So it looks so cute. Well, as you know, prints are trending. <laughs> so Meg, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. And we are joined by our amazing co-host. Don't worry, we did the ra- the um, ad read. Hopefully it is true. They crushed it. Like she crushed it. <laughs> anyway, Melissa. We have Melissa Newman with us today. She is the social media manager for Advertising Specialty Institute. And today we are talking about content creation and how to build your brand on social media. Melissa, it is customary that we give our co-hosts uh, uh, three to four minutes to tell us who they are and how they got their start in this industry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Well, you know what? First off, I'm obsessed with y'all. I love Industry Insider. I think it's so cool. You guys always have like the best topics. So thank you so much for having me on. I love the energy and like I need a video now of like Meg's intro because that was great with like the little like wink with the tumbler, like chef's kiss but (laughs) I need that in gift form like so I am the social media manager at the advertising specialty institute I've been in social media for about four years now I've been a little bit in real estate a little bit in of all places another really niche industry but the dental lab scene like who would have thought but before that I write like, you know, I worked in healthcare for six years in behavioral health. I was a certified therapeutic recreation specialist. Um, I'm somebody personally who always likes to learn and grow and try new things. And like, I was interested in entrepreneurship and business, like, like really before I knew what that was. And I kind of felt like that call. So I'm like, I should probably go back to school. I think it's a time for me to skill up and try something different. I'm always up for a challenge. That's just who I am. So I went back to school, got my master's and I just fell in love with like marketing and, you know, especially this industry because there's so many innovative and entrepreneurial just spirits and just dope folk like all together. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. And um, I actually didn't even ask Stephen how he was doing today or introduce him and we were a little thrown off. So Jeff, I'm going to turn this back over to you. Um, we did Melissa's introduction. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. Appreciate it. And thanks for uh, for stepping up there, Meg. Like I said, uh, <laughs> I you know, with Zoom and like when you're trying to record and now it does like the audible thing where it's telling you this meeting's being recorded and yes. then you go live Isn't and you got to wait for the notification. It's a hot mess. And then they've got other pop-ups that come up now. I don't understand why they keep changing this stuff, but... <laughs> 
whatever. I apologize. I tried to click out of the box and uh, yeah, it just completely shut down the, the, the Zoom meeting for me. Oh, so I apologize. Uh, thanks for the introduction, Melissa, um, and super excited to have you on. I know today we're going to discuss basically uh, content creation and using social media to sort of build your brand, both pros and cons to that. Um, so why don't we uh, just get right into it? And uh, why, why don't we ask you, Melissa, like what, what is social media or what does social media mean to you? That's a good question. So to me, I think consumers, you know, no matter what industry that you work in, are tired of brands and companies kind of keeping them at arm's length. So I feel like it's that first touch, you know, like it's that warm, like it's probably going to sound corny, but that warm handshake, like if you were at a networking event, you know, and I feel like it's a way for you to build loyalty that's much more authentic and genuine. It's a way for you to provide excellent customer service. It's a way for you to show company culture and soft sell your products and services in a way that doesn't feel like you're cramming a commercial down somebody's throat, which no one likes. So to me, social media is about, you know, strategy, excellent content that's, you know, helpful, entertaining, edu educational and personal. And also, I just feel like it's it's a great brand building piece. As you can as you can tell, I've I've definitely drank the Kool Aid. It's definitely one of my favorite aspects of marketing. That's for sure. Awesome. So I've got a ton of questions regarding social. Hit me with them. <laughs> because <laughs> I I know there's definitely advantage to doing uh, business to consumer on social. Uh, business to business, I feel, is a lot harder. You know, mm -hmm. how do you how do you uh, like what metrics are you using? How do you gauge what you're doing with business to business versus business to consumer, because I feel like it's a lot more challenging. Um, now, you know, of course, I guess technically a distributor could use social media to go to consumer uh, to some degree, maybe, but it's still business to business. So how, how do you how would you categorize that? How do you gauge what you're doing? That's a good question. So I guess like to answer that in two parts, like not to give you what Jay Bissell would say would be like an MBA answer, but like it really depends. It really depends on the company, the goal and what you're trying to accomplish. But I think in short, when it comes to B2B, you know, it is a way for you to cultivate um, authority. It's a way for you to build no like and trust. It's a way for you to humanize yourself. And I feel like, you know, the last steps that I checked from HubSpot, and they're pretty good with like their market research, they're pretty on point. It's like what, 10 to 11 touches before you close, like that infamous 10 to 11. So why can't one of them be you demoing on Facebook, you know, a new product or service, that you, a new product that you just got in or a new service that you guys are offering or answering FAQs that you guys commonly get, you know, maybe through emails like, hey, I just wanted to come on here and address these seven questions we've been getting for the last quarter, and then repurposing that content when you have new customers come on and they're asking you those same questions, you can send them kind of a short interactive video that has your face, you know, they can see, uh, you know, who you are, they can hear the tone of your voice, it's much more personal. You know, so I feel like, you know, it's just a business tool. And I think, honestly, if you are a sales professional, no matter what industry you're in, it makes you more marketable. You know, it makes you more marketable. It makes you, um, I think, if you're interested in hopping to another company or, you know, advocating for business somewhere else, like it makes you look like you're forward thinking, you know, and how you're approaching marketing and sales and customer service or, you know, revenue generation, you know, in this industry. So to me, like, 
B2B, I think it's a bad rap because a lot of people are still thinking about B2B as very buttoned up and not personal. And, you know, we're just kind of showing like, okay, this person got promoted or here's, uh, you know, a pristine stock photo of like a product. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be much more engaging. It can be much more personal. It can be, you know, again, um, just a way for you to to better establish yourself in a space, you know, and make yourself stand out without, again, hard selling, which I think is just really off-putting, you know? So I think that really goes into the, the type of content that you're creating too then. Like one of the things that you mentioned was video, which I think is huge. And of yeah. course, voices, you know, like a podcast or, uh, you know, just verbal messages is actually coming on very, very strong as well. So, you yeah, know, I think the content you're creating is is really key there as well, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think also thinking about what you like to create, um, you know, some of the success stories that I've seen are people really leading into what they're passionate about. You know, like there's stats about people wanting to essentially like, I think it's 74% of consumers want to buy from a brand that they feel like encapsulates their values, you know, so I feel like it's the same, it's the same thing for B2B, you know, you want to work with somebody who you feel like you understand their mission, their values, and that's aligned with you, you know what I mean? So I feel like, again, having that personal touch, it's not a knock, you know what I mean, against you, if anything, I think it's um, an asset, you know, as a professional, especially in this industry. So I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. I've, you've been waiting. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so kind of the, the million dollar question that you mentioned, you mentioned success. So how do you, and this is something we're trying to do as a company uh, as well, because we're looking to invest in, in, a, in a marketing profession to kind of build our brand and our, our attack. Um, how do you define success with social? Because I think that's always been like the, you know, like the question, right? Like, is it, what, how do you, how do you do it? Is there what's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I feel like you know, and I would also ask you too, like, what is your business goals like for us? You know, for me coming in specifically when I started last year, um, you know, sitting down in my interviews, there was discussions about customer service and showing a side of ASI that hadn't really been shown before. You know, and to me you know, my ears uh, kind of perked up because I thought, you know, what this brand really needs is to be humanized to their audience. You know, we've been around for a long ass time and there's a lot of fixed perceptions about who we are for better, for worse. And, you know, I think that's important. It's important for us to kind of hear the feedback that we're getting from our audience. And what I wanted to address specifically was the amazing company culture, the longevity of some of our employees. Like we've had people here, we just celebrated um, one employee's like 40th year, you know, because they, they've left, right? Like 40 years. Like I haven't even been alive that long, like 40 years in one role, like shout out to Rob, like so cool. And I mean, like things like that, we're like, we're doing all this stuff internally. Like we had a huge party for him. But stuff like that wasn't making it onto our feed. And I'm just like, oh, man, you know, we've got to show that side of us that's a little softer, a little bit more fun, you know, and a little bit more, um, you know, unbuttoned up, like just cool. So that was really my focus. And then also the engagement piece. Like, for example, I did an audit of our accounts. I, you know, from the copy that was being used, how things were being optimized, 
you know, where our audience was, where we were having the best engagement and really internally for myself, like I created a buyer persona kind of like of our audience, like, you know, at a high level, what I thought they looked like, what were some of the demographics, you know, what their age range was, that kind of stuff. Um, just to me to have like some consistency for what I was creating. And then I was going through like, you know, every other week, like what performed well, what didn't, revising and pivoting, and then building those relationships internally about like the larger marketing initiatives or kind of gold standards that I would say like our events, um, you know, new products and services, things like that, that I could kind of see where social media fit in. So in short, for me, it's reach new accounts because that comes down to new member acquisition. Like again, that first introduction to who we are, that top of the funnel when somebody's researching a company they want to get involved with, whether it's like for professional affiliation or purchase decision, you know, the engagement piece, you know, um, how many people are downloading a case study and giving us their email address, like those types of metrics, I think are important where you can tie what you're doing in marketing, specifically back to social media and how, you know, that contributes to either a like engagement and I think brand loyalty and awareness, but also as well, like at the end of the day, you know, hopefully leads that you're closing down the line. So again, I think, you know, as well, you know, I know this is probably um, a longer winded answer, but it really depends on what you're trying to use it for. Is it going to be you using the money that she would pay maybe to hire an in-house person to work with an agency to do social ads? Is it you doing an in-house person to just create content? Again, that keeps things consistent. So there's those brand touches, like it really depends on what you want to use this position for. But I think either way you can have success with social, if that answers your question, hopefully. Melissa, you, you touched on a point earlier um, about social media humanizing us. I have been saying this since I started on social media because in this industry, you, you call up your rep, you, you get the order, you hang up and you, you know, that's, you got the sale. Yes, your return on your investment. But with social media, it's really hard to track that. And um, I feel like with, even with this podcast, like we, there was no, we're not getting like a, okay, well, I got four orders today from that. That doesn't work like that. You know, we're now out there putting ourselves out there to be vulnerable um, for people to get to know us. We're not just that order taker anymore. We're actually right. a family. I have a family, I have kids and people see that it's a great yeah. conversation starter. One of my biggest accounts and I, we, we have this um, connection that our kids play volleyball. And that's like, when we get about, we get together, that's all we talk about, you know? And I wouldn't have known that and, and you know, unless there was the social media and vice versa. Um, and there's some positives. There's always highs, there's always lows. Um, but when we talk about some of the good things with social media, um, let's just really quick talk about this Gabby Petito case. Like, um, it's just nationwide, you know, everybody is, is somehow like invested in this case and everybody is on the manhunt for this guy, Brian Laundrie. Yeah. And if not, you've heard something about it. This poor girl was found so quickly within days because of social media, because of her following on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, it blew up. It blew up because, you know, in this day and age, everyone wanted to make, you know, break the case or, 
you know, get their views or get the whatever, because they knew that the, uh, the emotion that this was generating was going to draw attention to them. So, you know, all these other TikTok stars. So there really are generating this return on, on, on emotion because they know if they're putting this, this information out there that they're going to get followers. They're going to get people that are invested in this cause as well. And guess what? They found her, which was amazing. It was a little too late. Very sad. I'm but but now, I mean, Dog the Bounty Hunter is involved and it's like all, it's crazy. Like he's, he's zoning in, he is zoning in. Um, even the parents came on, uh, did a press release yesterday, press release yesterday and the, the mom and the dad had been divorced. So I guess all of them, they were, they'd been co-parenting and they came on and they said, we co-parented in life and we're gonna co-parent in death. And they all got tattoos and they thanked social media for helping them bring their daughter home. So there is a very good, a positive side to it. It humanizes us. It's, it's helping. Um, what is it called when you, uh, it's the brain. I'll, I'll tell you one in a minute when I, <laughs> the word comes to my head. It's like, you know, you recognition, crowdsource, crowdsource investigation, crowdsource yeah. investigation. Yeah. Right. Love it. But then there's also like negative sides to social media. You know, when you're being vulnerable, you're letting, the world into your personal life. Um, like, how do you, do you have any advice on, on how to like navigate that? Yeah, I think like, honestly, you know, I show a side of myself, like I consider myself an open person, but like who you meet on social media, like professionally and personally is like different, right? Like there is a little bit of line blurring because of just who I am, you know, I don't like to be buttoned up. So I'm, I'm, you know, personal uh, through my my job, and then also on my personal social media that is non promo related. But I feel like you know, if you were just meeting me at a bar and we were shooting the shit, like you know, over a drink or something like that, or a conference and talking about the day, I'm like the same person there that I am online. So I think that's like my best piece of advice is you don't have to show everything, you know, but you can show some glimpses that you feel comfortable with, you know. And I think like consistency is a big part of that. Like, for example, like when I think about, you know, Kirby Hoffman, I think about like mindset, you know, I think about like positive, you know, like mindset hacks, or I think about his podcast, you know, and his relationship with Bill Petrie. It's like those things come up in his social media so much that I associate those things with him. So I feel like, you know, show your interests or your passions, but like, it doesn't have to be warts and all. And I think like, that's the thing that people kind of worry about is like, you know, can I go on LinkedIn and post like a funny video and will that be considered unprofessional and will I lose accounts? But it, it, it doesn't have to be like that. Like you can still have some humor and fun and, and be yourself, you know? So yeah, I'm glad that you brought up Kirby because I was actually going to mention him. I think there's, if there's one person in the industry that's really doing it like well, as far as being authentic and, you know, just putting yourself out there, humanizing yourself, letting people in, you know, I think it's, it is Kirby. You know, I, I love like the day in the life that he does. I love mm -hmm. the, the different posts and pictures, the podcasts, you know, and, and he's doing multiple of them, the blogs, yeah, a lot. he's, he's involved in a lot. And, uh, yeah, you know, makes me tired. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned him. What are, what are maybe some other, uh, social media ads that you could, uh, you know, share with folks or not, not ads, social media accounts, um, that you could share with folks of, of people that you think are doing it well and create a good example to, to help people get started? Yeah. So, you know, a couple of people in industry, I think Jeremy Picker is like crushing it on LinkedIn. 
hold up. He's actually going to be on our podcast next week. And Yay! we're talking about NFTs and our industry. So if you have any, you know, and it kind of ties into some social media too, because we'll be talking about that. But stay tuned for next week. Yeah, Jeremy Picker, he'll be a returning guest. Sorry. No, that's perfect. That's awesome. That was like the perfect, like, by the way, like, yeah. So he's like so nice. And I think the cool thing is like, you know, across all channels, like for his company, but also personally, like he is who he is, you know, like his Panthera collection, you know, like that he has, or like his bread baking on Instagram. But then he's also showing like amazing apparel case studies that his company is doing that you're like, you know, holy shit, like I want to work with him. And I think that's like the point is like, I know that Jeremy's probably like baking a loaf of bread this weekend, you know, with his family, <laughs> but he's also like turning out like bomb ass like t-shirts for his client. And like, you know, if I was a distributor, like I would want to work with him, you know what I mean? So I just think yeah. it's like, that's the catch 22 is like, he is who he is, but he's still professional. He still shows like, you know, his expertise. But it's also, you know, some glimpses of his personal life that just make it like, you know, a conversation starter, you know. Um, another person I think is good is Taylor Borsch. Like I love her TikToks. They're so yeah. and they're so cute. And some of the yeah. pop culture she references is just like, and then it's like, there'll be like that promo placement just kind of like snuck in there. And I think it's like, just so again, like, awesome um another person Sarah Whitaker from um, Williams Advertising I think she has lifestyle content so well and she was telling me like on a podcast that I did with her she's like you know I've really honed into what my brand voice is and me and my team really work really hard to create content that is you know like we know what it wants is like what we how we want to represent our company and we know what we want it to sound like once it hits our feeds and she's like we've definitely gotten you know not through putting any type of money behind this content social ads but just organically business because we know who we're speaking to we know the type of content that they like and we know how we want to represent ourselves and she's like we've even had customers come to us be like you know, I saw A, B, and C posts. I just knew from that that I wanted to work with you because, like, you represented what I wanted. So I feel like, you know, those are three people who I think currently are, like, really, really crushing it on social media right now. Yeah. That's actually a really good, uh, really good point as well. You, you mentioned organic versus uh, boosting. Uh, do you guys get involved with boosting any of your content or is everything organic? That's a good question. So for my role, I'm 1000% organic. I have a a decent budget to do paid ads for social but normally they're like top or mid-level like activities if you know if I want to do a uh, reach out on Facebook if I want to send traffic to a landing page for like an event registration like that you know acquisition activities fall out of my realm so to me it's more about like that loyalty piece or you know being strategic and there are certain events obviously that happen throughout the year like for example ASI Chicago you know 95% of that content was like in the moment organic you know behind the scenes fun or like building in anticipation up and then also kind of recapping after the event but there were certain things like I put money uh, behind the album that I put up on Facebook because to me it was just smart to target people who um, were in the promotional products industry who would want to see that because not everybody was going to be able to go or would want to go necessarily to that event, but they would be interested in seeing more 
about like what happened that year, what their friends were doing at the event. So it's like really being strategic with my budget more for engagement, uh, not necessarily for me, you know, getting somebody to fill out a form, you know, that I can like forward to a sales rep for a potential conversation. So again, it really depends on like, you know, your budget, your goals and what you have your social media professional doing. But I'm like 85 to 90% just straight up organic for ASI. Yeah. And the reason I ask is I know with the, uh, with, with the, um, when you are boosting, there's certain ways that you can actually really get specific and down and dirty with who you want, you know, how you want them to be targeted. Like if you, if it's somebody that is a part of this group or a part of that group, or, uh, you know, if they search certain things. So there's a lot of like really good ways to, to really hone in on who you're searching for, which is sort of what I wanted to try to get into. If you, if you did do any boosting, like how you guys do that. So no worries there. I think organic is, is probably the best thing anyway. So. Yeah. And if you want, you know, I can email you after, if you're looking for resources and stuff like that, you know, to share out or just use yourself because I have, um, you know, some stuff from like freelance gigs and things like that, if you're interested. So let me know. All right, cool. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions for Melissa as far as uh, social media goes or building a brand? Well, he's thinking. Yes, <laughs> I, yeah, but I, they're just so like intense questions though that require, you know, not quick answers. So um, can... I, I guess the only, kind of, I know we're kind of wrapping up on time here, but when someone most of our industry gets hired from outside the industry, right? Um, or, you know, born into or falls into it is kind of the, is kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, so someone who's going to take over branding for a company or invest in that, there's a, there's a good chance there's a big learning curve of understanding what our industry is, you know, and especially if, if someone's going to take that on to be the, the brand of that company or be that personality of that, that company. But I think a lot of it has to do with, being your own personality, right? You know, allowing you to be yourself and then showing that through the company. So I'm just wondering, are there any helpful tools or resources you would recommend for people that are going to dive deeper into social uh, with, you know, obviously those examples would be really good, but like learning about the industry before they go out and tell everyone about it, right? Because you have to know about it before you can share about it. Yeah. And I mean, I might, I, well, I wouldn't say my, I definitely had a, an advantage because we have like such a standardized program, like shout out to Joe Haley um, with that company education, because like when I came in, you know, they were trying to explain like, I, you know, I kid you not. It was like that theme where that lady had like all the math symbols in front of her, like the supply chain aspect of our industry. And I was like, like, what? Like, I don't understand. But it took me about a good, I'll say like three months for me to have, like, I felt like a foundation enough to kind of understand where I felt like I could articulate things in a way that like wouldn't go to be um, copy edited by our department to be like, you completely sound wrong. Like, it's just not like anybody, <laughs> like, like you, we can't put this out there because it doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? So that being said, like, I think, uh, you know, some of the people have asked me the same question and in short is, you know, there's tons of free education that AFI offers the other professional uh, organizations in this industry, free tools where it's like, I think depending on, again, the goals that you have for your business, like if you're hiring somebody in-house, I think immerse them, you know, in your business, you know, your mission, your values, what you guys stand for, your product lines, 
you know, if there's any specific trend you're seeing on social for maybe customer service where you can come up with like canned responses for them for things and then establish goals about like, are we building out our following? Are we trying to maintain and enhance the content? Are we going to focus on acquisition where maybe we should maybe consider putting some money into some social ads because that doesn't, you know, hurt you. I think it actually accelerates what you do organically. Or is this really going to be just a way for us to utilize like the prolific amount of content that we have and serve our audience, like entertain, educate, build that loyalty so they come to us, you know, and we keep like kind of top of mind. So I think having that discussion with that person or your internal team before you hire that person. And I think, you know, uh, having uh, some type of budget, I think is really important for anybody, especially in a new industry, for them to participate in industry events. Because I know for me, my education accelerated so much more quickly when I was able to network with other promo professionals and they could tell me about their business you know, their struggles, their hopes, like, you know, what it was like working at their companies. And that gave me like a really cool personal connection that also helped with developing content and copy. And, um, you know, also I think being realistic about getting a hold on what this industry is, because I feel like, you know, again, if you're coming in, like, again, I came from like a dental lab, you know what I mean? It was like talking about, you know, like, this crown or you know this person like this color of white for you know like a crown like and then coming into promo was a completely different thing but I didn't even start really making content until like four months into my role and it was because they really wanted me to learn about the business the industry and start to slowly take over the channels that would be another thing too is like if you have more than one maybe start on one with that in-house person before you move to the next one and kind of bombard them with, you know, monitoring like six. But those would be some of, uh, you know, my tips. But if you have other ones, like especially if you're trying to find somebody to help you guys in-house, like I would be more than helpful to answer any more intense questions you have, Stephen, you know, for <laughs> and help you out, <laughs> no problem. Email and Yes, please do, <laughs> you know, or we can talk after this, whatever you need, no problem. Very cool. Meg, yeah. any, any follow-up questions? I, I'm, I'm just, I couldn't take notes, but I'm just going to have to go back and re-listen to this because, you know, I've just, I like, I love social media. There's always pros and cons. And I think Melissa's done a great job for ASI, you know, um, if you guys aren't following her, check her out on Twitter. We'll put all of her handles below. So you can definitely follow her. Um, she was always putting something out there that's a lot of fun. And, and she's doing the TikTok now for ASI too, I think as well. Is that right? Yes, yeah. we launch on September 20th. And let me just say, like, get it, Meg, that video that you did, like, <laughs> as soon as the Western, like, sample came up, I was like, she's doing it. I was like, this is great. Like, this is such a cool TikTok. I was like, she's crushing it. So thank you. The really guys love it. when I dance. Let me tell you. They love the dance videos. <laughs> so yeah. Good. So, well, fair enough. Do we have time for a uh, for rapid fire question or do we want yeah, to I think we wrap her up? I think we should do a quick rapid fire real quick. All right. Okay. Rapid cool. fire. All right. <laughs> My question is, what are you going uh, trick-or-treating as this year? Me? Oh, I was like, who's going to go first? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go as Courtney Love because I just got a puppy that I named Kurt Cobain. So I feel like it's just like, I'm going to dress him up in a little 90s outfit. I'm going to get a blonde wig, like, Photo shoots loading, get ready. 
it'll be on social media. So. I was just going to say, I'm sure we'll see that. on. <laughs> yeah. We haven't decided yet. I, Addie's going to have her birthday party. We're moving it up so we can actually have it this year. So we're going to do a Halloween themed birthday. She's like a late November baby. So my Halloween will be that. Cute. I love yeah. it. I will say this as quickly as possible. So one, da- one daughter wants to do is, is Elsa of mine. The other one is going as Mavis from Hotel Transylvania. And they both want me to be like, like with them. Like one wants me to be like Kristoff and the other one wants me to be Dracula. So I'm embarrassing. I said that last night and I, <laughs> and I said, my name would be Dracoff. And it just Whoa. doesn't sound right nope. <laughs> when it came out. So, um, and wins. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what I'm really going to do. If I'm just going to go to something else yet, but that's in the works. Incredible. What about you, Jeff? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of in your camp, Meg. I'm undecided. Uh, yeah. We got to figure out what the girls are going as first. Uh, we were a little behind, but I just noticed that uh, you know freaking stores are putting Christmas shit in their stores already. So it's like we're not even in October yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I'll Literally. be lucky if there's any Halloween costumes left, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meg, what's your question? All right. Um, I know we've touched this before, touched on this before, but um, since since I had to do the read ad, what is your favorite piece of drinkware? I mean, obviously Tervis, right? <laughs> well, I mean, now that I have a Tervis, Tervis, well, Tervis. <laughs> it was really nice of them to send you one. Hmm. <laughs> I have to say, like, it's, <laughs> I feel like horrible saying this because I'm blanking on the uh, the supplier we got this from, but it's like my little like ASI mug that Michelle Bell got for us for like last year, and it's like in surviving the insanity together. I love it. Like, yes. Oh, I wish I could remember the name, but it's a really cute one. That's all right. You remember it because of the message, and then the yes! first you, it's about that return on emotion, and it was Michelle yes. Bell. So I know it was a bomb diggity gift. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I oh. honestly, I, I I actually do really love the thermos that you guys did for the sleep in for good. Uh, oh, this, yeah. this is what I've been using a lot. Um, the thing that I like about this, I, what I really need, honestly, is a, a, a piece of drinkware that is really easy to clean uh, because the rubber gaskets a lot of times on the lids tend to like create a lot of grimy. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they're difficult to clean. So this one I just took apart the other day and cleaned it. And it was fairly easy. Um, took me a second to sort of figure out how to get it all back together. But uh, yeah. I think it was it was pretty good. You're supposed to clean the lids? I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe the next pour. Maybe that's maybe that's why you're not cleaning your lids. Man. I thought the hot coffee from the next pour just killed everything. Oh, the, yeah. Probably right. Honestly, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, my favorite drink would actually probably be very lame and be like a big plastic cup. It's probably my. That's really good for the environment. <laughs> Is it just I reuse like it. it. I reuse it every time. I don't throw it yeah. away. Like something like, like something if, like this. If you're using it, it is just yeah. as sustainable as anything else. All it's, right? it's not fancy, but it's probably like my most go-to just like drinking I water. I yeah. I mean, I would barf in that cup. <laughs> like your team's doing this year. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a fair assessment. I will, you know what? I'll wear that on my <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, Melissa, what's your, you, you said already, right? Did yeah, you answer? I did. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Stephen, what is your um, paint or carve a pumpkin? 
Uh, I love to carve, but my wife uh, would rather paint and would rather have the kids paint as well. So I've just kind of not been carving lately because it's kind of a pain in the butt to carve by myself. (laughs) Anybody want to carve a pumpkin with me? I like to carve pumpkins and I like to eat the seeds in the side, but when, during that Halloween party, I'm not carving 10 to 15 pumpkins. So we're going to do like uh, pumpkin painting. So I think when it's kids involved, less mess, paint, but for myself, the carving. Yeah. I say like 100% paint only because like the smell of like fresh pumpkin, like makes me a little like, ugh. like, I'm just like, I can't like I'll end up throwing up into the pumpkin. It won't, you know, it's like, no one wants to see that. So I say paint. <laughs> I think we need to bottle that smell and send it to Bill Petrie. Is what we- <laughs> it's the candy corn, right? Or the candy corn and the, and the pumpkin spice. Yeah, oh it's pumpkin God. spice That's anything, cool. basically. Carve, carve for me all day. And I'm one of those people that spends way too long on it. And I also know how to like do the multi-layer carving where sometimes it's just the skin and sometimes it's all the way through. Uh, and it, I come up with these. I'll, I'll post some pictures. If I was about to say, wanted. I need social photos. Yeah. yeah you're- I'm looking at the uh, what's that? Melissa? I, do you, you have, have a question, question for us? Question. Ooh, what's your favorite social media platform? You got to ask a social question. Yeah. Uh, favorite is a, uh, we're going to use that word loosely. Um, <laughs> but I would say either Facebook or Instagram, and probably I'm on Facebook more than anything else. Okay. Interesting. All right. What about you, Meg? Actually, <laughs> hold on. YouTube counts, right? Yeah. Yeah, if YouTube does count. I'm gonna say YouTube. That would be my oh, favorite. Yeah. Nice. I feel like no one picks YouTube anymore, and I feel like everybody uses it, though. You know. Everybody uses it. It's the TikTok of the early 2000s. It really is. Uh, <laughs> it really. Have you, have you heard of YouTube Shorts? It is basically TikTok. Yeah. Uh, um, I would say I probably used Facebook the most, but um, I love TikTok. I spend hours a day on it now. I like, I feel like I knew the answer to this. I was like, I bet she's going to say TikTok. I love it. TikTok. TikTok's great. I refuse. (laughs) You said I refuse. Um, I send him videos all day long, though. (laughs) I mean, there's a new platform that comes out like every week. So, I mean, I I, I give up. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with what I know. (laughs) I feel you. My my favorite to use is Facebook. My favorite to view is TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. I think that's how most people's relationship is like, they don't necessarily like to create for TikTok, but they like to consume on TikTok because it's so fun. And I have to say at this very moment, it's a tie between TikTok and YouTube, like YouTube, because I love watching, like it's, there's something about like watching somebody's day in the life content where it's like, you know, they wake up, it's all staged and stuff. And it's just, it's really, really like fascinating to me, but I think also TikTok just because some of the stuff on there is just so funny and so creative. So can't go wrong. And we're yeah, up in there solving murders too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like if I got on TikTok, that would probably be something that would consume too much of my time, which is why I try to avoid it, honestly. So, because uh, I, yeah, I mean, the, 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 what little bit of content I have seen from TikTok, it is pretty good. So um, yeah. Well, uh, since Meg, your question was all about drinkware, uh, and, and your answer obviously was those good goods over at, uh, Tervis. Um, look, I didn't get there. I, I was not here for the ad read, so I'm not sure exactly what you, uh, what you said, but we're going to, we're going to go with the official version. It's going to be pretty safe if you just read it. <laughs> yeah. 
so look, Turbo has been around since 1946 and they're celebrating 75 years in business and they started with their classic line. They've got sleek styles that make, uh, make perfect for the active and on the go lifestyle. They're the original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. They're backed by a made for life guarantee. Turbis is the original dust, uh, dust customizable uh, double wall insulated drinkware that keeps your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold. And they're available in several sizes as well, including a 16 ounce mug, a 16 or 24 ounce tumbler, and also a 24 ounce water bottle made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher and microwave safe. And they're also BPA free. Uh, so go check them out at turvispromos.com and let them know that Mega Herber sent you. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and the rest of the cast of Industry Insider. Let's not forget Stephen and Jeff and, and the special guest, Melissa Newman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. I know you're a wealth of knowledge with uh, social media and you're getting a lot of love in the comments. Uh, so really excited to have had you and uh, to share your your knowledge with us. And hopefully uh, our audience is able to take something from it and uh, get more social and get more human, right? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. This was awesome. And I really appreciate you guys. Keep the awesome work up on Facebook with Industry Insiders. Thank we you. We will Melissa. definitely try. Of course. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, well, take care, guys. And uh, stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.